You are listening to the On The Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong lead.com. Help support On The Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 on all Exotic and WinBets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt or other merch at ontherunglead.com. So, Andrew, I have a question for you. Hit me. Does your significant other, like, watch any of the content you do? Some. Not all, but some. Okay. Yeah, like, my, my wife, very, I mean... She watches our streams, but it's basically her putting it on and then just doing whatever the heck else she does, muting it and doing whatever else she's going to do. Well, that's very um, nice of her. And, uh, you know, she obviously, she she hears me through the wall because like sometimes like I'll come, I'll come back into the room and she's just like, I heard you talking about me. But hopefully she hears this because this is actually a positive story, right? Okay, I'm glad and you this were going is, that way. Yeah. Right. So hopefully okay. this is a, this is a positive story, right? Um, like this is like the perfect, um, the perfect way I think to know like how good of a person somebody is is usually how they act while they're drunk. Um, you know, once you once you're drunk, right? Like. All bets are off, right? You're just like, oh, you're, on, you're running on instinct, you know? Point of order. So let me, just to summarize this, your significant other would not go on horse racing Twitter and wage war on someone with no filter while drunk. Am I correct no. in saying that? She would not. She. Good. So first of all, my, my wife hates social media. So she is not on Twitter, not on Instagram, not on Facebook, like nothing. We actually had the career, funny enough, we're going to be talking about Vegas today. There's a Facebook game called My Vegas where you can kind of like play these little games and like get like real like dumb little comps, right? Like it used to be you could get the Aria Buffet for free. That was like the, that was a crown jewel. Wow. Right? We would we would be sitting there camping trying to get this free Aria Buffet reward. Um, before we got into it, <clears throat> they were just way too like liberal with the rewards. So they had to pair it back. Like people used to get entire free trips from playing the stupid Facebook game. But anyways, in order to play it, she has to, you have to have a Facebook account. So she's got basically a Facebook account that is kind of sort of her name, but not really. That's attached to an email that's kind of sort of hers, but not really like, you know, basically junk everything. So like you can't find her. Like she's not, she's nowhere to be found. Um, but I'm at the, uh, I'm at the Bellagio and we had just gotten brunch. We'd gotten a couple of a uh, couple of cocktails at Sedell's and, and, and brunch. We're, we're we're pretty well lubricated. And my wife's like, "I'm gonna go shopping." Uh oh. And yeah, that's usually exactly that's usually a bad sign. Uh, but uh, you know, she'll she'll tell you if she'll tell you it's her money. It's her money too. Like you know, whatever. I, I'm fine with it because I'm sitting there. I'm gambling way more than she's spending in the shop, so I have no room to talk. But. She goes to the store, and uh, my wife has this, this just love. She loves, loves Christmas stuff. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Right. So at the Bellagio, next to the conservatory, there is literally a shop that 24-7 is Christmas all the time. Ooh. So she walked in there, and she walks out. She comes over, and you know she's, she's feeling pretty good because she's got... 
She brought me a high noon. She had a high noon as well. We were, you know, I was already, uh, I think I had three more champagnes while she was out shopping. And she's like, she's a little buzzed. And she's just like, oh, I bought myself all this stuff. And just starts listing everything. But then she, like, also on top of it is like, also, I bought I bought this for your mom. And it was like this very, like, like it was like absolutely like the perfect gift. Just like the absolute perfect, like the, the sentimental, like she just like bullseyed it. And this is this is this is her couple drinks in, right? So shout out to my wife. She's gonna go ahead, she's gonna give uh present this to my, my mom at Thanksgiving. If you've heard me on a couple other streams, you know, you know my father passed away earlier this year, and my mom's been having kind of a rough go of it. So, you know, this is just me taking the first what four minutes of this uh this podcast shout out my wife for doing just like the absolute like most thoughtful thing ever while half drunk in vegas and that's gonna help lead us into the degenerate part i believe of uh of vegas and uh talk a little bit more uh about a couple of vegas experiences i figured andrew you're gonna be heading to vegas this week i'm i just came back from vegas we'll be talking a little bit of vegas um you know, I, I honestly, I haven't um, looked at much racing this week, um, so I figured this is a kind of a good little stopgap um, as we get into, uh, you know, Turfway, the championship meet at Gulfstream and, and other other important uh, winter matters. But uh, I will be playing the Hawthorne Contest on Friday at least uh, at the Oakbrook OTB. So um, if you guys are out there, if anybody's out there or uh, in the area, just uh, shoot me a message on Twitter. Uh, say hi, um, but uh, yeah, Vegas, Andrew. Now you said that this is like a yearly trip for you, right? So break it down for us. So my dad and I go twice a year. We do this trip for Thanksgiving weekend and our birthdays. We also go for the first week of the NCAA men's basketball tournament every year. Now, next year's tournament, we think we're going there. We might be going to Reno. We're not sure. Prices have gotten insane. Vegas has gotten too greedy for its own good, I think. And if you don't believe me, Josh, uh, you've hit a pick six several times that you've given out here. If you've got any of that left, that might, I say might, get you a very basic room at a not top-of-the-line resort when the F1 series comes to town next year. I, I thought for a second you were talking March Madness, and I was like, "Well, actually," and I was about no, to log into my M Life account, and uh, yeah, F one. Um, just so I was, I actually do have an offer for a comp room during the F one, but I have to buy a ticket to the F one race. You almost which, made me do a spit take there, Josh. Yeah, which is twenty two hundred dollars a person, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's steep. Yeah, so like it's like yeah, like hey, we'll give you we'll give you the room for free, but you got to fork over $4500. Uh And here's the other thing, if rooms are like that, imagine what table game limits are going to be during the course of that weekend. Going to be insane. Anyway, though, yeah. We have done ever since I moved out here 9 years ago, two trips to Vegas where my dad flies in, I fly in. I fly in, we're recording this on Tuesday night. I fly in Wednesday early evening. I come back the following Monday. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, this particular weekend is going to have a lot of stuff going on. College basketball is already in full swing with all of these meaningless tournaments in tropical locations with audiences of 50 people. Um, the NFL is obviously going to be going on Thanksgiving weekend. You've got hockey and there's this little soccer tournament halfway across the world that got to tell you, feels a little bit dirty watching given all of the extraneous stuff that's going on. But um, we're facing our oldest and most bitter foe on Friday. Those of course, being those Brits whose asses we kicked at Yorktown about 250 years ago. Um, that's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. The people watching is going to be just top notch, just absolutely excellent. And of course, being able to spend time with my dad doing things that we very much love doing. That's always really cool. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Josh, I'm very happy that you left the city standing and left some money out there for me to win. That was very, very nice of you. I actually left plenty of money for you out there. Good. <laughs> and I was, I was talking, I don't remember if I, if I, if I had mentioned this last week, but, uh, you know, you, you had the aforementioned pick six hit. Um, the first thing I did, right, was withdraw a, a very significant amount of that. I left enough money in my ADW to hold me over, over Breeders Cup and, and other things. Um, but the first thing I did was I looked at my Vegas bankroll. I doubled it. I'm like, I'm going. I'm going to go big this, this trip, right? So I doubled my normal bankroll that I bring. Um, let's just say that... Like I doubled the bankroll, and I feel like I bet at the same level I normally bet, and my money went twice as fast. It was a bloodbath. Oof! Absolute bloodbath. Now we were at the Bellagio during the aforementioned uh, greatest gift in the world uh, purchased by my wife, um, and I remember getting back to the hotel. Maybe around like three or four. You know, we usually we usually get up pretty early because you know we're we're mid we're in the Midwest uh, Central Time Zone, so it's two hour difference to Vegas. So sometimes that first night, you know, we're in bed by nine or ten o'clock because you know it's eleven o'clock midnight here, and we like it takes a little bit for a day or two for us to kind of adjust. So you know, we wake up around seven or eight in the morning, which is way earlier than we wake up Central Time, but obviously. It's really, you know, nine or ten o'clock in the morning for us here. Right. But um yeah, so you know, I I had we get back to the room around like three, three thirty, and uh, you know, I take my wallet out and and everything, and I'm like, Man, I feel like I'm missing five hundred bucks. And I'm just like, What like what happened? Like what and, and so like I'm like, you know, I have my pockets are full. I think I got like a flask on me, I got, you know, a bunch of um a bunch of like, you know, the, if you play the machines and you have pennies left over or cents, anything less than a dollar, they just give you the, they don't give you the change. They give you the, you know, the voucher with 97 cents or whatever on it. And so like I had like crumpled up vouchers. I had like money but that was crumpled up like singles and $5 bills. And I'm like, I'm like, like, like I got, there's got to be like a couple hundred dollars somewhere. Like, and so MGM, they, they keep track. Like you can look at your, your win loss, you know, for the like what you've won and lost up to the oh, year. That's so a much, relief. Yeah, so much like an ADW, right? And so I'm like, well, I this is the only time I've played at the Bellagio this month. So let me take a look at Oh. Oh. <laughs> that's where that money went. Yep. And uh yeah, so the uh the money it, it yeah, it, it got like I said, I, I couldn't believe 
the speed at which I lost money. It was it was just something else. And uh, you know, we were there with one of my buddies, uh, Gary. Um, shout out to Gary, and he was like, I would go to sleep. I'm like, look, dude, like it's like it's like midnight. I'm like, I'm going to head back to the room, and we would be at whatever hotel, right? And um, by the time I got back to the hotel, I'm winding down, getting ready to go to bed. He's messaged me like stacks and stacks of chips from craps. Every single night, it seemed like he won a couple hundred bucks playing craps. And I'm like, of course, like right as I leave, like he's getting killed. I, I'm getting killed. I leave. And all of a sudden, as soon as I leave, you know, I must have been the fucking mush the whole time because he uh, he cleaned up a little bit there. But uh, yeah, it, it was just an incredible bloodbath. But it does lead into um, uh, probably the best comeback story uh i i've had with uh with gambling oh this is uh, with, well, well, with 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 gambling in vegas right so it's gonna kind of roll into right so i'm getting killed right i brought double my bankroll on this trip it's basically gone um i had a i had a hundred and hundred and forty dollars in free play i think for my stay plus they had like some holiday like giveaway thing so i have 140 bucks in free play and so i'm like all right Play it. I run it up to about 480, right? Mind you, I'm basically like, I got like a hundred bucks on me, right? That I have left budgeted for the trip. So I got about 500, 500 bucks, right? It's the last, uh, last day. And uh, I go and I start playing, and it just, I mean, it just poofs. Like, I mean, I, I remember I was like, I had like two and a half hours before I had to leave to get catch my flight. And I'm like, well, I got a hundred bucks. I'm just gonna, you know, whatever. I'm gonna play play this left because I'd lost everything. And uh I'm like down to like five dollars. And I'm like, this is just ridiculous. And I just keep nope, nothing. So like I got like I got maybe like a couple of singles and like five dollars on me right like to to pay for like the 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 bellboy who's holding my bags to tip the taxi driver and then i was like and i'm looking i was like wait i have forty dollars in like slot rewards or whatever from mgm uh just like it's like like the rewards points they give you right and i'm like screw it like i got two hours like i might as well have a little bit of fun like whatever so like you got to put in like whatever you're gonna bet so i put two dollar two singles in there crumpled up singles because you know i'm basically just like i'm like I, I gotta kill time and uh sit down at this um old school buffalo machine if you've ever been to vegas like buffalo is like a cult out now there, hang right? on i'm gonna stop you here yeah it is not buffalo it's buffalo yeah buffalo exactly but they are like like I don't know, there's like 20 different flavors of the machine, right? Um, and I I go to like the oldest of the old, right? It's like doesn't have any bonus bets or anything. It's like 40 cents a bet, right? And so I'm like, all right, put two bucks in, play through my 40. I'm gonna play through my 40 dollars I have left, and um, I go and. I don't know. I'm I'm probably I'm playing a dollar twenty a spin. I think it is right the three X bet, and I'm just like whatever, hoping I hit something, and I hit something. I hit a I hit a bonus. And it pays like eighty bucks. So now I got like I got like I got like a hundred bucks left. I'm like all right, cool. Like I'm just gonna keep playing this. That's fine. 
hit another bonus. $320. So now I'm like, okay. And like, so I'm feeling pretty good, right? I got about 300 bucks left at me. I played a little bit. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. This will hold me over the next two hours, you know. And then if I leave with 100 bucks, like, I'll be happy. At least I came back with something. And um, so I go to the, to the and this other machine that I had, like, looked at a couple times. I'm you like, whatever, I'll put it machines? in. Yeah, I changed machines after this. You got up from a hot machine? I got boo up this from man soundboard. Boo this man. Okay, if you want to boo me, where's that man? You can boo me here, but uh, the the funny thing is, is that I went to this other machine, and I'm just like, whatever. Um, I'm like, all right, I'll we'll play a little bit. I I'd never seen the machine before. Literally, like ten spins in, I hit the bonus minor jackpot. Fill this freaking screen up with a bunch of stuff. Another three hundred dollars. I cash out that machine with six hundred and forty-five dollars. Mind you, I was down to my last forty bucks. So I got about an hour before I got to leave, and I'm like, I don't know the next time I'm coming back to Vegas, so I'm not gonna let this hour go to waste. So I sit down at one. I don't know if you've ever seen these. Sit down at one of those individual craps machines. Oh no! Right, it's just a little one right there. Oh no! And I sit there and I put in. Um, I, I sit there and I just play and I mean dude I'm like the machine is like hold on like you're playing too fast which is funny because it's like you would think they'd want to take your money as quickly as possible here but the machine couldn't keep up with the rapid pace I was playing uh, I was playing craps and I was just playing basic uh, you can only do 2x odds on it right but it's a $5 machine so I'm just doing you know $5 pass line 2x odds playing the come, 2x odds. If I happen to get like a 6 or a, a 10 or something, I'll, I'll play the, I'll put a couple bucks in the hard away as well. And I run it up to like 800 bucks. And I'm like, I, I got like a half hour. And I'm like, you know, like, I, like a normal person would probably be like, this heater is over. You need to just get out of here with what you have and just leave. But of course, I mean, we're not, not normal. No, That's we are not. No, podcast. absolutely not. But so I end up playing and I cool off. But story has a happy ending. I walk out with the $645 that I came into the craps machine with, left. Like I have, and, and basically what I do is like whatever, if I usually have a couple hundred bucks left over, I just use it to seed my next trip. So I have a nice little seed for my next trip. You know, all's well, it ends well. But man, I got killed the entire week. Like, I literally can't even tell you of another, like, like another. Oh, the, the only other good story I had was uh, the uh, uh, video poker, which yes, uh, Ryan, Ryan Dickey tweeted out about. Was, uh, was, uh, it, it was recounting this on Twitter, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. When we went to on. Uh, on Monday, no, Sunday night, we went to the Crack Shack, which is like a fried chicken place um, at Park MGM. I met up with uh, Ryan Dickey. Shout out to Ryan. He's been uh, he's been on our streams before. He's a great guy. Um, and, um, you know, we were sitting there and uh, just bullshitting. We, we played, we went all, we went three ways in on a parlay that missed um, for the, uh, the game. Funny story. 
and you know Ryan Ryan does work for uh, one one of the sports books, uh, but um, he's like, yeah, one of the biggest complaints people have is they can't bet like they can bet at home. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, you, you are, if you ever see those crazy same game parlays that people play and hit on for thousands and thousands of dollars, um, on like FanDuel or DraftKings or any of those. You can't play those in Vegas. Like the books won't take that action, right? So you can only like part. Like the best you can do is like parlay the line with the under over and under. Like that's yeah. it. You can't do like that. That plus like two Patrick Mahomes touchdowns plus like you know seventy five yards received. Like you can't do any of that. And he's like, yeah, he's like that's the biggest complaint I hear. You know, from just like like just from working at the sports book. Like he doesn't work the. Um, a ticket counter, but he just overhears people. And he's like, what do you mean I can't do this? So um, it's, it's kind of funny because I think uh, we were talking about, um, talking about this before, how Vegas is kind of like getting in its own way. I, I think it's kind of a good parallel to horse racing. A little, um, though, to be fair, there is a responsible gaming mindset to that. There's already sensory overload in casino sports books. You go and it's wall to wall with all of these odds, including a number of sports that you almost certainly don't follow close enough to be able to bet with a strong opinion. And that is one of the reasons why anytime I talk to somebody about going to Vegas and ask me for any tips and tricks and whatnot, know what you want to bet when you get in line and stick to it. Do not be one of those people who gets up saying, oh, I want to bet on the Tennessee Titans. And you come back with your bet on the Titans and seven or eight other things. And then you get back to your seat and you look and you're going, why did I bet this? Why did I bet this? Why did I bet this? That is how Vegas gets you. That is how sports books stay in business. Just remember, be smart, be mindful, know what you want. And to something Josh mentioned with regard to stakes and limits and whatnot, have a number in mind. You don't need to tell anybody what that number is, but have a number in mind and stick to it. If you need to go to an ATM once or twice, sure, have a number in mind as far as the maximum number of loss you can sustain and stretch that out over the length of your stay. It's nothing worse than staying in Vegas for four or five days and exhausting your bankroll on days two or three. Yeah, what's what's funny is I'm very much a um, go to the ATM once. Normally, this time was a little different because um, I I had I had more than the my bank would allow me to withdraw at a time, mm-hmm. so I did have to go multiple times. Um, but normally I go to the, I usually bring a certain amount of cash with me, like my seed money, whatever I have left over, you know, sometimes like I, I do some, um, computer work on the side and sometimes I get paid cash. I used to play uh, in a band. I'd get tipped out. I'd get, you know, and I would just, just keep tossing this cash in to, you know, my, my Vegas fund and I'd go, I'd go to the ATM once, but, uh, I'm very much one of those people who's like, all right, I'm here for four days, have all the money I'm willing to to play, and I put it in the four little piles. I take those three piles, I put them in the safe. I take the one pile, and I take that one pile with me. When that's gone, it's gone. Um, uh, I I will occasionally borrow from my my nights before pile, but then I know that I'm short that amount for the next day. So 
I, I try to do the the one withdrawal, and then I usually leave myself 200, 300, 400 bucks as like, hey, if I get killed one day, it's like, all right, I have this with it budgeted still, but I don't take it out right up front. Like it's kind of like my nice to keep if I if I leave with it, but. Um, right. Th- this last time, though, like I said, I was like, I had I had to break the glass and and get that last uh, that last couple hundred out for that last day, and then then I had to almost break the glass again with the reward the the reward money that I usually like save up to about you know fifty hundred bucks. But uh, yeah, it, it was. I'm telling you, man, it was crazy. But with Ryan Dickey, he said that he saw the the. Biggest run of four of a kinds he's ever seen on a uh, video poker machine, and it's really funny because like yeah, I think I hit like four in like an hour, and but I only left and I was playing uh, twenty five cent. It's playing max bet the the five um, five credits, um, and I, I left up like seventeen fifty. I, I think I went I bought it for twenty and I never had to reload. Cashed out thirty seven fifty. But what I will say is I had the best bar service I've ever had playing video poker. In fact, I don't play video poker because the first two times I played video poker at a bar were literally some of the worst experiences I've ever had with any type of food service, bartender, any any type. Like It was just crazy. The first time was at Caesars Palace pre-COVID. This was probably like my second or third time in Vegas. I had heard if you sit at the 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 bar and play, you can get free drinks. And so I sit it there. I put the twenty dollars in. I'm playing twenty five cent, dollar twenty five each. And mind you, this is probably at this point five years ago. You know, so uh, before uh, you know Vegas even jumped jumped the shark again. Um, <laughs> and uh, I get my first one comped. And these two people come up next to me to order drinks. And, like, the bartender's, like, 20 bucks each. It was, like, crazy. I was, like, who's going to play $40 for, like, a, you know, a White Claw or whatever the heck they're playing? I don't even remember. It was something nuts. But I'm, like, oh. And then I sit there. I go through the 20. And I'm kind of, like, eyeing the bartender. And he's just kind of, like, whatever, like, not paying attention. So I put another 20 in. Lose that. Put another 20 in. Lose that. And the bartender never like came back and asked if I needed another drink. And I was just like, brutal. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Like it must've just been a bad day, whatever. Like I lost it. Maybe I just lost it that quick that I didn't quote unquote qualify for another drink, whatever. But then the next time uh, we were at Flamingo and uh, this was during, this was like, you know, I think you still had to wear a mask and stuff in, uh, in there. And um, basically the same thing happened. I put 20 bucks in the guy caught me the first drink and then um, I'm playing, playing, playing. The second um, second 20 goes in, and uh, I'm kind of like looking at the bartender. Bartender literally has his back to us just talking to the bar back for about 25 to 30 minutes. Doesn't even, like, doesn't even glance over to see if the light switches on, right? Because at this point, I think the light system was in. Doesn't even like, l- like look over to like see if the lights switched. And I was like, dude, like I thought, I thought like after a certain threshold, they're gonna give you another drink. They never did, and so the two, so I literally just swore it off. But um, yeah, we went to the Times Square bar, uh, and so myself, I sat down at a machine. 
uh, there was a broken machine, and Ryan was like, I kind of don't want to play, but I'm just going to sit here at the broken machine. And then uh, my buddy Gary, he sat at the other machine. And the bartender was awesome. He was just like, you know, I ordered something, and he's like, well, I can't comp you that, but I can comp you this. And it was, it was like, comparable. It was just a diff- different brand, right? It wasn't like... Right. Like, hey, like you, some no name like bottle that says whiskey on it, right? It and was it's like, the bartender that's looking out for you as you're playing, and that's all you want. Yep. But it was just like, uh, I think I got Old Forester instead of Bullet or something in, as a whiskey, which, like, to me is basically interchangeable. And uh, yeah, I mean, we sat there for the whole second half of the, the, the Chiefs game. Um, I got like four drinks. Comp- the guy was. The guy was like asking, like Ryan wasn't even playing. He's like, "Hey, he's he's like, buddy, what do you want? I'll I'll comp you. Like, don't worry about it." But Ryan was was driving, so he didn't take up him. But I'm like, right. This guy like knows, like he sees the two of us playing. He sees that we're having a good time. He's comping us drinks. He's gonna comp my comp our buddy a drink, even though he's not playing. Like, you know, like I don't know, like it, it kind it. It, it was definitely it was one of the more enjoyable experiences I had on this trip, um, gambling. Uh, that plus, like I said, that uh, that kind of uh, savior at the end of that trip that really helped out. The food, like we go and we eat at restaurants every night. Like we we get reservations at places. We all we we have fantastic meals every night. Um, we usually have a, a pretty good breakfast, or we do like a bottomless mimosa brunch every day. Like. The food part's fine. Yes, it's a little expensive. I, I'm on vacation, so I, I kind of don't sweat it that much because you know living in Chicago, it's not, it's comparable to going to downtown Chicago. Maybe it's a little bit more expensive still, but you know I, I'm not gonna sweat that much totally on vacation. But the gambling was just atrocious, mm-hmm. up, except for those two times. Yeah, Josh, Bay Area, Northern California. Prices for food, nah, nah, not not gonna sweat that too much. But yeah. as far as as far as the gambling goes, what you experienced is the getaway insert game of your choice here phenomenon, which is Vegas will allow you to leave with a shred of your dignity, so that you leave with a good taste in your mouth and you look forward to coming back. So in that case, mission absolutely accomplished. The similar sort of thing happened to me the last time I went, and we'll dive into this. If you haven't noticed yet, weird things just seem to happen to me. And not necessarily weird things, but the way that they're done. I went to Las Vegas for March Madness earlier this year with one gigantic college hoops bet in mind. I loved Kentucky against St. Peter's. I had seen St. Peter's play a lot. I worked for Siena College, so I know the schools in that conference. They could defend, but they cannot score. And my logic was, okay, Kentucky is going to feed the big guy, Oscar Shebway. He's going to get 40 points and 20 rebounds, and Kentucky's just going to blow it out of the water. Shebway had a heck of a game. The guards just forgot how to pass. So they go to overtime, they go to second overtime, and not only, of course, does Kentucky not cover, they lose outright in one of the bigger upsets in NCAA tournament history. And I got hit by a freezing cold takes wannabe named Zero Star Reviews who didn't do what I would consider to be the classy thing when he did this. Instead of quote tweeting me or retweeting and just saying, ha, whatever, he screenshotted the tweet and didn't tag me. 
I am all for accountability. When I make a bad take, I own it. That's what comes from working in horse racing. If you have 10 races, chances are seven times you're going to be wrong. Tag me. Give me a chance to like respond and interact with people. Then all of a sudden it's better for everybody, but they were not interested in that. And that was not anything that was a priority for them. First three days of the basketball tournament, I got steamrolled, absolutely crushed. But I wound up staying afloat by cashing in a couple of poker tournaments and having one really good blackjack session at the Gold Coast, right next to the Rio, where we were staying. They were one of the few places in town offering blackjack for $15 a hand, let alone five or 10, which you're probably not going to see in Las Vegas anytime soon anymore. Sunday rolls around. There's two games that I love. I loved Duke giving a couple of points to Michigan State, and I loved Virginia getting two and a half from North Texas in the NIT. The Duke game is on everywhere in the Old Bally Sportsbook, RIP Old Bally Sportsbook, which has now been converted into an arcade, unforgivably converted <laughs> into an arcade. My goodness. The under four timeout hits. Michigan State is up three. And I went to use the bathroom. And I walked by the bar, and there is a gentleman yelling at the television, clearly bombed out of his mind, yelling, Bye-bye, Coach K. Pause this. It's the under four. There's three minutes left of a one-possession ball game. Not only does Duke rally to win, Duke rallies to cover. <laughs> and I turned around, and that guy was gone out of the bar. Pro tip, kids, don't make proclamations like that before the game is over. Just don't. It will never, ever, 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 ever end well for you. So that happens, and it's it's a good score for me. Virginia and North Texas go to overtime. Now, the NIT was not on any of the screens. It's all on the NCAA tournament. So I'm screaming into my phone, Virginia basketball score! And, you know, screaming other things depending on what my phone tells me. Virginia goes up six early in the overtime period. They hang on and win. So Duke wins and covers. Virginia wins outright. I hit everything. That's a getaway sports betting story for you. Complete with a lesson in instant karma. I don't know who that guy is. Never seen him. But I got to tell you, it's a good thing that I was wearing my mask as I walked by. Because just as he said that, my lips sort of curled into a smirk and I went, God, this isn't going to end well for you. Sometimes you just know. And in that particular instance, I knew and it was absolutely wonderful, Josh. 2016, we are staying, I want to say we're staying at the Flamingo. I think we're staying at the Flamingo, but I'm walking I'm walking through the Link sports book and... Um, Back when they had a sports book, like a legit sports book. Now it's just a bunch of kiosks. They had a good book for a little while. I really enjoyed that place. Yeah, I think at the at this point they were in the the couch phase. Yes, so, and it was nice. Yeah, so they were in the couch phase, and um, I'm trying to look this up because apparently, like, 
apparently Google doesn't understand what I'm trying to search for. Okay, there we go. Yeah, because so, there's the link casino and then there's the link sort of promenade there with the high roller on the end of it. Yeah. And uh, so we are 2016. It was the year the Cubs won the World Series. Okay. And uh, so this was the, oh man, what what series was this? Which is what I was trying to look up before my uh, computer just decided to not know what I meant when I typed in 2016 World Series. Stupid computer. Um, but when they got to the not the division series, it was the NL. Was it the NL NLCS? Yeah, NLCS. And uh, I want to say it was. Game two, I'm like just like walking past the book, and there are some LA fans there. And I don't know why they have one of those little like bells that like a like a desk would have, like a hotel desk. Yeah, it goes, you know, ding. Where I think I might actually have it on here. Do I have it on here? Uh, Josh, can you find? Oh, yeah, they have one of these, right. Yeah. And every time the Dodgers get a hit, they are just fucking slamming the shit out of it. Game two, I got to hear the shit. And I'm just like, and I'm not even watching anything. I'm just walking past and I'm just annoyed. Game three comes around and it's more of the same. I think that was the time, I think Chicago got shut out. And what is it? It's just fucking bell, bell, bell all the fucking time. Everyone knows how that series ended. They were still there uh, on Wednesday. They were still there on Thursday, and uh, I. It took everything in my life, in my just everything in my being, not to just walk up and start fucking dinging the bell you right in front of them. Oh, you I should. Right. I should have because I should have. But the only reason I should have is because I'm six three, and they probably wouldn't have done anything. But you know what? I've also like try not to put myself in those types of situations, especially with people who who may have had a little too much drink. But no fun. You uh, yeah. fun, Josh. Yeah, it would have been uh, it would have been uh, a Los Angeles man was arrested for you know. We don't we don't want <laughs> I, that. I, but the like, thing is, I, I lived in Los Angeles at the time. I can confirm you probably would have uh, been into a situation there. But uh, now it's it's always fun when karma comes to collect in Las Vegas. Um, I've got a couple of blackjack stories, but the one that I'll pass along was one of my first trips in Vegas. Uh, I got bounced out of a poker tournament at Harrah's and I hadn't been to the Mirage yet. So I just, I talked to my dad who was still playing. I said, Hey, I'm just going to go to the Mirage right across the street. You know, I'll buzz you. So I go across the street, I walk around. And at that time, the Mirage still had $5 blackjack. So I texted my dad saying, Hey, found a $5 blackjack table across the street. The older gentleman that was dealing blackjack, and for those of you that have not been to Las Vegas or aren't necessarily casino savvy, blackjack dealers are basically trained to identify cell phones as cheating devices. You're not supposed to have them at the table in any capacity. Now, if you're between shoes of a blackjack hand, you can step away, text, do whatever you want. But when you're playing in a hand, they're trained to see them as card counting devices for better or for worse. And given the fact that a lot of people are going to be betting sports on their phones nowadays, that might be a little bit of a problem, but that's another story. I text my dad 
I send it. The gentleman looks at me, stares a hole through me and goes, don't you even think of doing that at my table? Sensible people would have gotten up, found another table or found another casino entirely. I have a podcast. I am not a sensible person. (laughs) Game on. Hottest blackjack shoe of my life. It was me and one other person. So over the course of that shoe at a $5 table, I wound up winning $80. Didn't tip the guy a cent. Wound up drawing 20 the very last hand. Dealer draws a four or five card 20 to push. It was something absurd. And he looks right at me again. And it's at that point, I shove my chips in. And in the snarkiest, most shit-eating way possible, I said, color me up, please. And you could see his face darken. Like, I was supposed to take that money back. How dare you? (laughs) If you're taking your job as a blackjack dealer that seriously at a $5 table, you've made some pretty poor choices. But it's just one of those instances where you wonder because we can talk about dealers at blackjack tables, whatever. There's an argument to be made. They're customer service workers as well. You're going to lose your money more often than not. The job of anybody at a casino is to make sure that A, the environment is safe, but B, that you're having fun while losing. Pro tip, there are approximately 93,173 casinos in the Las Vegas area. If you are not having fun, do not force it. Find another venue. It's okay. In fact, it is encouraged. Also, you've only got probably a couple of days in Vegas as it is. Don't spend it anywhere where there's bad vibes. It's just not worth it. You see, I wish I would heed that advice, but my wife, my wife, like she's like, I don't understand why you play here. You never win here, right? And there's... um there's two casinos in particular that she's talking about when that happens. Number one is the Bellagio. Yeah. Maybe it's just because the Bellagio is not my type of place, right? I'm an Aria guy. Like, right? I like the sleek, the modern, not the white and gold everywhere look of, uh, you know, like the Bellagio. Um, and uh, so I don't know if it's just that. I don't know. I don't know what it is about the Bellagio, but good I buffet always, there, though. I very much enjoy the buffet at the Bellagio. Yeah, I always lose there, always. And my every time we go, and then my wife's like, "Why? Why are you still playing here?" And uh, I don't know. I, I, I maybe it's just the the horse player in me, right? Like, just like no, like I'm gonna make this happen, right? You know, you you and it, it's it, another it example of the fact that horse players are some of the most optimistic people out there. Even though we have the reputation as being pessimistic degenerates, only half that statement is true, and it's not the first word. I mean, I'm talking about playing slots in Vegas, so I'm definitely well, yeah. the second word. Bellagio uh, used to have, and they got rid of these about four or five years ago. But they were one of the casinos that had slot machines based around the board game slash movie Clue, where the mini games allowed you to make a guess as to who killed Mr. Body, where and with what, and it would narrow down as you went. So if it went a couple of days without anybody getting the jackpot, 
if you played a mini game, chances are you were going to have a really good shot at making some money. And I actually hit that jackpot a couple of different times, you know, penny slots for what, 150 bucks or so. Those were fun slots. So naturally Vegas killed them. Yeah. And it's funny because I, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell this before I go to the second casino. I don't play, I, I don't win at, but I endlessly play at for some reason. Um, it's funny because being somebody who used to play poker online all the time and being somebody who plays the horses, right, which is a game that you can actually have an advantage at, I constantly get the question, like, how do you just sit at those machines and just, you know, just like play it? And the way I always describe it is like if I – I mean – I, I do oftentimes play the horses at, in Vegas. I'll find I'll find the race book and I'll play. Um, you know I've I've done decently uh, playing playing in Vegas. I've done I mean, I've done decently playing at home, but it's just like one of those things where it's like I don't know. I, I just tell people like I literally just turn my brain off. I'm on vacation. You know some people like to sit in, in on the beach right and just like not do anything, and that's how they turn their brain off. I like to have a bright screen in front of me with a bunch of bells and whistles going off my sen- sensory overload with a drink that is much too large large to drink at home. And you can only <laughs> drink in Vegas. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Like I, it's just it's just something about it. And it's it's funny because people are like, oh well, you must go to the casino at home all the time. I'm like, no. I'm like, maybe I'll go once a year. You know, I'll go with my mom or I'll go with my family, and you know, I'll bring two hundred bucks or something, right? And you know, spend the night out. Um, you know, we went to the steakhouse uh, at Rivers uh, a couple months back. It was the first time I'd been in Illinois Casino in probably about three or four years, and um, like it's just it's just a th- it's a Vegas thing for me, right? Like it's it's just I I don't want to I don't want to be if I want to play a slot machine I don't want to play the I I won't play the terminals and the bars, right? Like they they're all over here in Illinois. I won't go to the casino here. Like no, it's like weekend in vegas like that's where i will do that right if i'm gonna gamble at home it's gonna be the horses 100 like mm-hmm. so um but it's just funny because you know obviously we we do a handicapping uh we most of the time we, we, we talk handicap we talk wagering and stuff right and it's like and cheap plug if you enjoy that sort of content like comment and subscribe <laughs> to the on the wrong lead youtube channel what are we now five away from a thousand something i think we're still lines? five away last okay. i checked um but uh yeah it's just funny because like yeah, it's it's just one or three away now, actually. But okay, it, cool. It's, it's, it's just the Vegas thing for me. Like, I I have more and more uh, spent time playing uh, the table games, but uh, unfortunately, uh, we we've talked about this. The the limits are too high. It's not so. So I, I've I've basically uh, been like succumbed to just playing the electronic versions. Now, the electronic version of roulette. Still got the wheel that spins, right? Like you, you can't, you can't. There's fake no it. way this story ends well. Any story, no, that no. I mean, the electronic version of roulette never ends well. No, but it's fine. But like most of the time, you can play three dollars, five dollars, right? Limit as opposed to playing fifteen or twenty-five. Twenty-five realistically is what you've seen, and I know you had asked me to, to kind of keep an eye out, and all the major places I went to were twenty-five. Um, I, I didn't catch Excalibur or Luxor because I briefly only walked through. I didn't really uh, sit there and play, but you know, Mandalay, uh, MGM, primarily twenty-five. I did see a ten-dollar three-card poker table at MGM. 
but uh, I didn't see any blackjack. I saw him only 15 occasionally. That was like during the day. Yeah, but, 15 um, I will play if I have to. Anything more than that, and it's just a non-starter for me. It's, again, know your limits, know what you're comfortable playing, and go from there. It's just, I like being able to buy into a blackjack game for 100 bucks and either I do well and I win, or that lasts me a little while and I'm able to have a good time while losing. It's the have fun while losing part. And 25 bucks a hand, it, it eliminates the fun part in the losing equation. Yeah, and so we were, um, so I'll play, every once in a while I'll play the stadium game, right, where like they have like all the electronic games kind of piled together. Yep. I'll play the roulette. Um, I'll play the, I'll play bubble craps. Um but like I said, don't like I would I would play at a table if it was five dollars, but you can't do that anymore. Right. Um, I will say roulette. I was ne- I never played roulette. Um, it wasn't until I went to NHC, and Andrew Capone loves him some roulette. The other Andrew, the C other A- the other AC, he loves himself some roulette, and it was just funny because I mean. He was so excited, like, and and this is the thing, like, the, I've really only gone to Vegas with my wife or with my family. Um, I like outside of this NHC trip I took, that was the first time I went with you know with the guys, right? It was just a, a group of us just going. Uh, I played in the last chance, first chance, um, and then I just kind of hung around for the rest of the weekend. But he's so excited about roulette, he got me excited. And so we just started betting the same numbers, right? And then it's like craps, right? Everybody hits, everybody goes freaking crazy. And uh, we had a couple of nice roulette hits. It was it was a great time, and you know, so I, I mix that in now. I mix in a lot of craps when I can. Um, you know, I still don't really understand like perfect strategy. Like I said, I mostly just do pass line with odds. I'll do come with odds, but like the thing is, is like. You you play fifteen dollars, you you're gonna have three hundred dollars on the table easy if you're trying to play odds on everything and trying to cover all these numbers. So it's just it's just really tough to you know to sit down and and and, and think about playing at, at that limit for like what I'm comfortable playing, right? right? But like I said, for for some people, fifteen dollars probably seems very reasonable. For me, it just seems a little insane. Uh, so I I stick with the the five dollar uh, electronic version because. You can't really change the way the pass line pays. You know, it's going to be the same on that. I will say, if if you see roulette and it's it's anything more, if there's more than uh, two zeros, uh, don't just don't. That, you'll find the two zeros somewhere. For anyone out there, avoid roulette with more than two zeros. That's for sure. So Bellagio is the first casino that you try to avoid. Where's the second one? Park. MGM and this one kills me. You want to know why it kills me? Is because it I play? love everything about Park MGM. Park MGM is the first non-smoking casino in in Vegas. And now I'm going to tell you, um, I do enjoy a cigar. I I enjoy cigars. I actually bought a cigar when I was out, and I was extremely uh, inebriated in Planet Hollywood. I don't. I think this was this was the same day as the Bellagio killing. I went to Planet Hollywood and got killed again, right? And then uh, I was like, you know what? I'd need a cigar. And then I got killed for the third time that day because I think I paid $35 for a cigar. Um, 
And I don't even know what I don't even remember what the cigar was, but I'll tell you it wasn't a thirty-five dollar cigar. It was probably a ten dollar cigar, which is fine, which is what I normally smoke, right? So that's how I knew that it was a ten dollar cigar because it's all I smoke. And like I said, I maybe have six to seven of them a year. It's not a real regular thing, but sometimes I'll be grilling, I'll have a cigar. So I understand smoking, I understand people like smoking. Non-smoking casino, right? Great. Like you don't notice how you don't notice how the smoke affects just kind of the ambiance, like uh, until you go into Park MGM and you're like, "Wow, it smells clean in here." Right, because and nobody's blowing smoke right in your face like an inconsiderate sob. Pro tip, kids, don't be that person. <laughs> but like I said, I I'll enjoy a cigar. Like I said, from Planet Hollywood, I walked out and I our entire walk back to our hotel, we we smoked a cigar. And, um, but oh, it's not smoking. All of the restaurants there that I've eaten at, top notch. Bavette's is one of the best steakhouses I've ever eaten at. It's probably my second or third favorite one in Vegas. Um, we ate at uh, Roy Choi's Best Friend, another amazing restaurant. It's um, Korean Mexican fusion, very LA. Uh, as someone, you know, you're from California, so you, you probably uh, understand uh, what, well, what I mean by New that. I'm from New York, but I've spent enough of my time in California to know, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, very L.A., and it was very delicious. Um, there is a bar there called uh, Juniper Lounge. It's based, it's mostly gin-based drinks, but they have other stuff, too. And some of the best cocktails I've ever had. Very reasonable happy hour. I think it's like buy one, get one free, or or, the, or a couple of the cocktails are half off, basically. And, you know, so that turns a, 18, a $15 to $18 t- cocktail into, you know, eight or nine bucks, which is uh, about as good of a deal as you're going to get in Vegas. Um, and the, the rooms are some of the most reasonably priced, nice rooms that there are in Vegas. If somebody asks me where to stay... And they're on a budget. I say the first place you check is Park MGM. If you can, if that's in your budget, you go there. If it's not, right under that, I think is Bally's. I like Bally's. I know some people don't. I'm um, a Bally's guy. I like it there. And then I always also plug the Luxor if you can get into the tower rooms. I've never stayed in the Pyramid, but I've stayed in the tower rooms numerous times. And they are one of some of the nicest rooms I've ever stayed at. I think the Luxor gets a little bit of a bad rap, um, but the, those tower rooms are really nice. And then you get you get your usual players. I think Mandalay Bay is probably the nicest mid range resort that's out there. If it's Mandal- nice, but I gotta tell you, the location is a killer because it's not close to anything, and that I think is what kills Luxor a little bit. And I like Luxor. I've stayed at Luxor. The room was fine. The casino vibe is fine. It's just, it's not close to anything. Once you get south of MGM Grand, anything south of there is a legitimate hike. And you've really, really, really got to plan where you're going, when you're going, how you're getting there. And that's just not brain power I want to waste when I'm in Vegas. I want everything within a five-minute walk. Yeah, and that's the thing is, is I always tell people, I'm like, look, Mandalay, if Mandalay Bay was where, let's say... I don't know, Bally's was, they would be charging two to three times the amount for the room. Minimum. Minimum. It is it is a super nice resort. Uh good food options. Uh and it's I, I don't know, it's one of my favorites to stay at. Now, if you haven't been able to tell I am an MGM 
person. Uh, and I, I'm a uh, Caesars guy, so this is like an odd yeah. couple kind of pairing. So um, they they've just treated me better and given me better comps, and so I've just kind of stuck with them. Um, but uh, I will say, Bally's is is definitely. Um, is definitely one of the one of my favorite places to stay. Um, if if I go to NHC again this year, uh, I'm gonna see if I can finagle another uh, another comp room there at Bally's. Um, I actually I, I I left a donation at Planet Hollywood in hopes that uh, they uh, they might uh, you know pay pay back the favor um, in March, but we'll we'll see. Um, I, I'm kind of between that. I've thought briefly about going to um march madness but i gotta see if i can finagle somebody else to come with because right now like i know a lot of people going but like i don't have i don't know like i don't have someone who's gonna come with me so i kind of don't want to be like hey by the way i know you're gonna be in vegas like i'm gonna be there the same day but um we'll uh i'm gonna figure out like right now like i said nhc is probably option number one I have a couple of friends who I think are either actively trying to qualify. I'm not really, but um, if any of them qualify and, and a couple guys want to meet out there, we'll, we'll probably do that. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're a couple, a couple of rapid fire questions uh, while we wrap up. Where's the, what's the worst room you've had? Like where, where's, where's one place on the strip that you would absolutely never stay again? I don't, I, I've been lucky. I haven't been in a place where I'm like, oh my God, I would never ever stay here again. What the heck is going on? But there are certain places where you go to the casino and you can tell you just don't want to stay here. The Excalibur is that for me. Mm. And the thing is, they're one of the places where if you're ever going to find a $10 blackjack table or a cheap poker tournament, you'll probably find it there. Their poker room would run these $40 daily tournaments and they'd get two or three tables worth. And it could have been worth. Not anymore. Yeah, it's dead. No more poker yeah. room at Excalibur. A lot of poker rooms are unfortunately dead. I love playing in the Flamingo poker room. That would always have six or so tables going. They're dead. They're, all the action is now over at Bally's, which... Thankfully, those tournaments are fun. Funny story, back in March when I went, I was the only person playing poker wearing a mask, and I legitimately believe that helped my table image because every time I came over the top, weak players would think that I was like robbing a train. It, it was uncanny, and I'm just going, okay, this is okay. I'll just win small pots all tournament long, and that's what wound up happening. So... Ride it till it throws you. But no, would not stay at Excalibur for sure. Uh, the mood at New York, New York, I'm not a fan of. And part of that is because I'm a native New Yorker. And my mindset is, if I ever wanted to see the Statue of Liberty, like I've driven by it before. I've seen it. I've, I've seen the real thing. But had a not great experience at a blackjack table there too. So not really in a hurry to go back there either. Funny story, uh, you know, I know you're dissing the Statue of Liberty at New York, New York, but good enough to 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 trip up the U.S. government. <laughs> did you hear it? You, have you heard the story about that? I did. You tell it. Yep. So apparently, uh, I, I forgot, it was like some special stamp that uh, the, uh, the U.S. government wanted to release and uh, of the Statue of Liberty. Unfortunately, they did not use the real Statue of Liberty. They used the uh, Statue of Liberty, a picture of the Statue of Liberty, 
in, at New York, New York, and they ended up having to pay just a substantial amount to the artist, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, and it was it was a just woof. Like somebody some somebody's head had to have rolled after uh yeah. after that happened but you know there uh, is a way you can tell the difference uh the, the inscription is give me your tired your poor your huddled masses yearning for five dollar blackjack there you go they used to be they used to be like one of their things that they say yeah. they would always 24 7 they'd have at least and that's one $5 where the bad blackjack. dealer was quick story and then we can get back to the rapid fire stuff i sat down and there were people that had never played before and somebody had 15 against a six they were looking around the table asking, you know, what do we do? I say, assume the dealer has a 10 and is going to need to hit. Stay. You can bust. They stay. Dealer busts. They leave a little while later. And all of a sudden, the dealer starts looking at me and saying, nobody is going to tell my players what to do. What the hell? So, the no. Not in a hurry to get back there. Yeah, the dealer actually, from what I've heard, and, and like I said, I've I've made I played blackjack once at a, a table. It's a five dollar table. I lost fifty dollars in a blink of an eye, and the the dealer couldn't have cared less whether I won or lost, or like I think she just like wanted me to leave. Like she was just like you know like she was just like couldn't be bothered. To like even like be dealing the game like it was just it was just a real thing. I was just like you know, yeah. mm. and then after that you couldn't find five dollar blackjack anymore. Was it the link? And it's a shame because there are so many good blackjack dealers around Las Vegas. You get one bad one and it leaves a really bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, but uh, what? Oh, the other uh, yeah the the one place that I would not stay again is Caesar's Palace, and there's um. You know, M MGM Grand kind of falls on it. It's a little different for me with MGM Grand. Our our last room at MGM Grand that we st just got out of wasn't that great. Um, the aforementioned Park MGM, I would stay there before I got the room there. Occasionally, though, MGM Grand will have like a nicer room available. So I'm not gonna say no. Like maybe maybe I'll be able to get like a nice corner room or a junior suite or something there at, at some point. So I'm not gonna like completely close the door in MGM, but it's gonna take a lot. Uh, but Caesars, I can definitely close the door at. We stayed there during COVID. Um, I want to say maybe it was like December of 2020, and we get there. And we're basically like, hey, we're gonna go out and we'll we'll gamble a little bit, but you know, we're just gonna go eat eat a couple nice meals and um, get it. We're gonna get a nice room so we can just kind of relax, you know, get away from things. You know, my wife uh, likes to go to like like the stores like Lush or Nectar, buy like yep. bath bombs and stuff, and take. So basically, we went there. We had, we had gotten a basic room comped, and so we we went there. And I asked the lady, I'm like, hey, like. Do you have any any rooms available with the with a, a separate tub? You know, I know it's going to be a paid upgrade, but I'm I'm willing to pay. And the lady gave me some like outrageous amount. I forgot what it was. It was probably like 120 dollars extra a night. And I was like, no. I was like, I was really only looking to pay like half that. Like I was like, if it was like 60 bucks, maybe I would do it. Right. Lady walks away, comes back, and she says, oh, I talked to my manager. She said we can give you the room for 60 dollars a night. And so I was like, oh, that that's cool. Like, hey, great customer service. Like, they knew they weren't going to fucking book that room because there was nobody there. 
Right. This was still before all of the hotels were even open. Yeah. Planet Hollywood's hotel was not open, but the casino was. Um, and so, but I was like, oh, great. We're going to get an upgraded room, right? I looked at it. It was a pretty, pretty decent upgrade from just the basic room. And it was about as unimpressive as an upgraded room could possibly be. Oh, that's not And bad. so I so we were a little disappointed. Then you add in all the other Caesarisms, right? First of all, the fucking casino is a maze. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't know where you're going. So like, really quick, I have felt I felt unsafe during the worst parts of the pandemic twice. Once was at Denver International Airport when they had one hot food option open and everyone in the terminal converged on it all at once. The other was at Caesar's Palace trying to walk through and find the buffet because it was a maze and they had pathways that were closed. And of course, every millennial woman between the ages of 21 and 35 just has to get the same freaking picture in front of the fountain in the lobby to show everyone on Instagram, hey, I've been to Caesar's Palace. Yeah, they look, there are things Caesar's Palace does very, very well. I used to love their sports book, was a huge fan. They put that bar in and it got different. It's still good, but it's different. The buffet, Bacchanal, is probably the best buffet in Vegas. You need to line up reservations weeks in advance. Some of the other restaurants, fantastic. You can't bet on anything there because the limits are so freaking high and there are so many people that have no idea where they're going. Yeah. I, I just, my wife and I are like, yeah, hey, if we stay at a, a Caesars property again, we'll we'll come visit, but we're not going to stay here again. Um, yeah. But um, that, that rapid fire question took 10 minutes and I thought we were going to get through a couple other ones, but uh, we're, we're, well, we'll, we'll, we'll still get through a couple of them. We'll you just want, be okay. Sure. You want a couple more? I was going to say yeah, we're at about an hour and four minutes here, but we'll keep All on I'm going. Procrastinating packing, man. Oh, there you go. Best meal you've ever had in Vegas. Oh goodness. Uh, that's a tough one. Cause there's a bunch of them. Um, I'll pay respect to a place that closed and then moved Smith and Walensky steakhouse. One of the original New York city steakhouses. They have a location in Venetian right now. They had a location just across the street from Monte Carlo. And I loved, loved that steakhouse. Personally, I thought it was miles better than the New York location. A lot less stuffy, a lot less welcome. You're well, you know, you should be happy to be here kind of energy. Loved that. Bacchanal is a fantastic place. Also, there was a Brazilian steakhouse that I'm forgetting the name of that my dad and I go to every once in a while. And that's always a lot of fun. You know, you get the card with the green and the red and they come around with various different kinds of meat. You just gorge. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think mine might have to be Craft Steak, which is in the MGM Grand. It's a Tom Colicchio restaurant. And we I've eaten there twice. The second time I got I got Wagyu beef and um, it was good. It was, it was very good. I got Wagyu. I think it was Wagyu in, in a lobster tail. It was like a surf and turf thing. It was very good. The sides were amazing as usual and everything. Um, but it was also twice, cost twice the amount as the steak I had the time before that and was about half the size. Inflation. And, well, it's also that that wagyu beef, you know, is stupid, stupid expensive. Oh yeah. But um, the regular steak, I think it was just a regular old dry aged steak, you know, regular old, uh, fantastic, 
absolutely fantastic. All of the um, sides that I had was great. The service was great. The drinks were great. Everything I, I couldn't say anything negative about it. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, like I said, I, I mentioned Bavette's earlier. That is a um, a uh, kind of a uh, second second favorite place to go. Um, one place that we hit up all the time is this place called Din Tai Fung, which apparently is a chain. Yes, it is. The flagship location is about five minutes from Santa Anita. I'll tell you, man. I like. I I know. Like, I've heard people say that it's not one hundred percent authentic. You know, people have had other complaints about it, but you know what? It is some of the best Asian food I've had. Uh, it is. It's just very, very good. Um, I'm sure people will be coming out of the woodwork telling me that I need to eat at more places, and they are probably right. Uh, Asian is one of the things that I I don't really stray like super far in. Like I've never been to Chinatown here in Chicago, which is probably like really really just like dumb of me. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, it's it's really it's really good food, and and it was uh, was definitely uh, is definitely one that we we hit up uh, every time. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's see. We got to think. We got to think of one other thing. What's your favorite non gambling thing to do in Vegas? people watching and there are so many cool places at which you can do that. And I'm not even talking like the, you know, poke fun at people behind their backs sort of thing. You're going to see things in Vegas. You don't see a lot of different places and it's really, really cool. The other answer as cliche as it is. If you go, I don't care how long you're in town for. If you're in town for a day, if you're in town for a week, whatever, make time and see the Bellagio fountains. Those never get old. I, I swear, I think that's the reason why I always get sucked into my Bellagio. You got the fountains. Oh, yeah. The fountains are amazing, man. Yep. And then you got, on top of it, uh, the conservatory inside, right inside, literally right inside the uh, the lobby. And they, I mean, the Christmas one is always one that we like to go see. Uh, we, we often, we usually go in December um, and it's around Christmas time. Everything's decorated and they do a great job there. So it's always like. That's 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 the the thing that we do all the time, and obviously, like I said, all the great restaurants and and drinks and stuff. But but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us, Andrew. We've uh we we've waxed poetic about Vegas, uh, much like we much like we waxed poetic about uh, uh, horse racing, even though uh, both seem to be getting in their own way on a consistent basis. But um, yeah, you'll uh, have a great trip, man. I know you're gonna have fun. Um, and uh, your dad's already out there, right? Yes, he is. You actually sort of intersected with him as far as days go. He came in over the weekend. You flew out on Monday. But we're, you know, it's awesome, you know, being able to spend time with him doing something like that. We always find fun things to do. There have been times where we go to college basketball tournaments that are in the area. You know, you just it, it's really, really cool. And I love the fact that I'm able to to do that. It's it's just it's always a blast. Chances are we'll be somewhere near the area of Flamingo in case anybody wants to stop by and say hi. I'm a very easy guy to find. I go about six foot five. So, yeah, don't be a stranger. Uh, It's it's just it's a lot of fun. And going to Vegas for Thanksgiving is always really cool. Josh, you and yours have a great Thanksgiving. Everybody out there that's either watching or listening to this. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your families. Try not to worry about a lot of the things that uh, that just plain don't matter, like all the stressors and all the stuff. Just, you know, that stuff doesn't matter as much as time. So enjoy yourselves. Be kind. Enjoy a whole bunch of really good food. And if you wind up overcooking your food, 
chances are there's a pizza place open somewhere. I honestly, Andrew, I, I, I think you just, you said, you said it just so well. It just reminds me, uh, and something I mentioned to my wife, um, when, uh, my dad was, was sick, you know, he was kind of deteriorating. He told my mom at some point that he was still glad that me and my wife invited him out to come vacation, even though he was getting slower and slower. And so the fact that we were able to take one, I, I always tell my wife, the fact that we were able to take him one last time um, in December, uh, you know, the couple of months before he got really sick and, you know, was, was bedridden and then passed away. I, you know, it, that's, those are memories that, you know, I'm going to keep the rest of my life. And, you know, I, I can always say that I, I'm never going to be like, well, I wish we could have gone one last time. We were able to get it in, you know, so, yep. Hold those that uh, you uh, that are dear to you as close as possible, and uh, have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. As the great Stark family from the MCU said, "No amount of money ever bought a second of time." Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>